You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Curtain up, theater people, and welcome to your program is your ticket. My name is Sean Chandler, and I'll be your host. Your program is your ticket is a discussion of smaller theater works and the people and organizations that make it happen. As many of you know, your program is your ticket is a helpful system where your program is literally your ticket to get into the theater in smaller, more intimate productions. It's these works we like to highlight, and it's our goal on this show to feature as many of these productions as possible while still discussing the biggies. Tonight's episode of Your Program Is Your Ticket has me in Chagrin Falls, Ohio, where I am fortunate enough to attend the Broadway Comes to Chagrin fundraising gala. And while I'm here, I have been presented with the most excellent opportunity of interviewing Tom Fulton, who happens to be the founder and artistic producing director of the Academy for the Performing Arts, a sensational college prep program serving the 10 school districts in the Mayfield Consortium of Ohio with detailed acting and technical programs. In addition, Mr. Fulton is an award-winning professional actor and director. Now, I could spend an entire episode detailing his resume. It is like three pages long. It's really long. He's done a lot. But I'm sure it would be far more enjoyable to have him tell you about himself and the amazing Academy for the Performing Arts. So let's bring him on. Folks, please welcome to the show the founder and artistic and producing director of the Academy for the Performing Arts, Tom Fulton. Hi, Tom. Welcome to your program as your ticket. Thank you very much, Sean. I um, want to thank you for flying all the way to Chagrin Falls from New York City. Well, it's my pleasure. <laughs> I had a great time interviewing uh, Corey Cott and Rob Sapp, who are uh, the honorary co-chair and director of the event. So it's, it's, it's been just such a wonderful experience so far, and I've heard so many good things about you. Now, you seem like a guy who wears a lot of hats. You spin a lot of plates, as I like to say. And I've touched a little on your background in my introduction. Can you expand a little more on your full career? Because it's big. Well, I'm an old man. <laughs> I, I couldn't help it. I feel you. <laughs> uh, well, I, actually, I grew up in Chagrin Falls and then went away. I, I came, we're sitting at the Chagrin Valley Little Theaters, one of their rehearsal rooms right now. And uh, I believe it's called The Loft. The Loft. We're in yes. The Loft, yes. And, uh, well, right after college, I, I directed a number of shows here, sort of getting my feet wet as a director. Uh, so I have a, it's a, a very fond place in my heart with it. Um, I went to Southern Methodist University after graduating from Interlochen Arts Academy in Michigan, and I just immediately wanted to work, and I started through a whole series of strange circumstances. I 
I was going around the country with friends and we were auditioning for rep theaters and I had stopped here in Cleveland to see my folks and somebody told me that I should go down to downtown Cleveland and see um, this theater that was down in public auditorium. I said, okay, so we went down and there was this incredible 600 seat, like uh, beautiful uh, old 1920s art deco theater and not being used at all. And I said to the commissioner of the public auditorium, how, uh, how would we use this? He says, oh, well, you could just sign up. And I said, well, I got this idea. I wonder if I could talk to the mayor. And he said, yeah, we could work that out. And it was the mayor at the time was Ralph Perk, and he was in this whole revitalization of downtown Cleveland campaign. Uh, so I went to his office, and I said... Um, well, here's my plan. I gave him a 10-page prospectus, and he said, well, this is a great young man. Well, when can we get started? And I said, well, just a small matter of funding. Right, yep. <laughs> and through a lot of help from the mayor and uh, people in Cleveland, we got it funded, and it became part of his revitalization plan. And I started a professional Lort Theater called Center Repertory Theater. And from there, um, I just ended up getting settled here in Cleveland. Uh, I've been around, I've done a lot of theater and regional theater. I worked at the Cleveland Playhouse as a company member when the Cleveland Playhouse still had a company. Uh, and uh, uh, I was there for five years. And uh, I've worked uh, up at Shakespeare and Company in, in Lenox, Massachusetts. And I've worked in Dallas. And I've worked in lots of cities around the country. But I've just made this my home. And so I've been doing theater, mostly classical theater, in the Cleveland area since 1975. That's terrific. Now, how did the Academy for the Performing Arts come about? Well, that sort of, that's just a sort of the, I, I, I think this is my last job. I mean, I hope I'll keep acting until I drop dead right. but, uh, and directing. But uh, the, uh, 10 years ago, I got a call from the chagrin, the superintendent of the Chagrin Falls Schools, um, which is a beautiful school system. They had just built a brand new theater, a $6 million beautiful um, performing arts center. And one of the uh, provisions in getting funding for that was that they produce a, some kind of an academy or some kind of training. And I was, at the time, I was an artistic director for the um, Fairmount Center for the Arts, and he, that's how I got involved. He wanted somebody to be on a committee to discuss how an academy might look. Well, I've been planning this for 30 years. I mean, I had millions of ideas, and I, so I said, yeah, I'd love to, and I came in, and I sat on the committee, and I threw out my ideas, and they all nodded, and they said, oh, that's a, that's a good idea. Oh, that's another good idea. And I don't know, somebody just woke up one night, and I, I walked in, in the next meeting, I said, I'm resigning from the committee, because I want to be considered for the job. Wow. And then after six months of, of vetting, they gave it to me. That was 10 years ago. Um, so we've been at the Academy now for 10 years. Um, and uh, I, I am, I just love it. I never thought that I would be teaching uh, high school kids. I teach juniors and seniors. Um, mostly, I had, I had trained, when I was at the Playhouse, I, tr I trained, uh, I did classes there. I, I've spent my life training professional actors and works, professional workshops for actors. And mm -hmm. um, I thought, well, this work that we do is mostly Stanislavski-based, and, uh, 
I didn't know exactly how the young kids would take to it, but uh, frankly, it's amazing how they take to it. Turns out that they're they're especially designed to do it. They haven't developed the cynicism of professional actors yet. They're not afraid to do anything. They're not protecting their career, their reputation. They're just learning. And it turns out that they all are desperate to find a way to express who they are as individuals and find their own power. And that's really our focus at the Academy, is to find their uniqueness so they have a chance of standing out in the professional crowd. We have a lot of uh, theater beginners that listen to the podcast. Talk a little bit about Stanislavski's method, just so people understand what you're mentioning. Well, Stanislavski, first of all, hated the idea of a method or a system, but he believed that he he started out by looking at great actors, and he kept saying, how can we systematize this? The great actors wouldn't really know what they did. Sometimes they sit backstage and shake a ladder. You know, to get to get into uh, Macbeth, right. you know, and that obviously cannot be a class in shaking a ladder. There sure. has to be something else that goes on. The curriculum, yeah, yeah. And so he spent his life trying to break apart the process that makes uh, actors be able to contact their subconscious, because the thing that we know that works in the theater is when the actor disappears and some kind of inspiration explodes into their body and they're there as if they're not there. It's just, it's just the world of the play and, and there's a revelation, there's a moment. Of, and, and so everything that happens in the system of training people with uh, Stanislavski is trying to find a way to find privacy in public, to focus your attention on something other than the audience, something other than your Aunt Millie in the front row, and focus your attention on the world of the play and the action that you are uh, trying to solve. Uh, Particularly when you choose an action, it needs to have to do with the partner, your opposite partner. You need to be trying to do something to change that person or to make him feel something or make him want something or change his mind. So you're always working to direct and alter the other person. That's where the conflict comes from because the other person doesn't want to be altered. He wants his thing. And so then you get into it. And as soon as you start doing that, all the emotions come by themselves. We, we tell, you know, it's uh, no, Stanislavski's great um, aphorism is uh, do the action and the feelings will come of their own accord. Leave feeling and spiritual content alone when you're trying to create a role. Work on what you can do with your hands and your body. Wow. A master class here, folks. <laughs> Tom Fulton on, uh, that, that's, that's, that's amazing. Now you're saying that, that the students, because they're a little bit more blank slate, yes. they, they are easier to teach that. Yes. Now, is it because they, you feel that they're a little more open? They're and, way more open. Okay. They want to learn. And I'm not saying, I mean, I've worked with actors from 17 years old to 90 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it depends on, on you know, the person. Um, but, you know, it's hard when you get older and you think, yeah, I'm going to go back and study. And, you know, we develop our own egos. And there's a lot of fear that goes into going to a class because you have to expose yourself. Sure. And it takes a special person to want to go back and do that because... Uh, theater can be scary. We have to open up parts of ourselves that we may not want to. And so it's very intimate kind of work. 
the kids are not afraid of that mm-hmm. at all. Well, every now and then we've got, you know, we, we have all kinds of issues like shyness and they're afraid to use their voices and they don't know how to use their bodies, but we get them out of that right away. They, we get them jumping around and we, I teach um, a, a, a Arthur Lessek's uh, voice training along with I've studied with both Arthur Lessek and Kristen Linkletter and so I have some first-hand knowledge on how they approach things and I've just sort of bought into all that and have, have made it work and the kids get by the time they study with me five days a week for two years and they learn everything about they, what they can in two years it's really a first year and second year college uh, preparatory program and we get them ready for their auditions Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Our kids do extremely well in the, um, in the audition process. Uh, mm-hmm. This year, well, for the last three years, um, our 40 graduating seniors have garnered over $5.5 million in scholarship offers each year wow. from different schools, great schools around the country. And a lot of our kids are doing extremely well um, in New York and in TV. And because we've been around for 10 years, it's seen long enough for them to get a career, and it's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, I see here you have like uh, your curriculum for actor training, audition technique. Um, uh, acting Shakespeare, voice for the stage, action, sensory experiencing. Right. Um, even uh, there are even production classes, which I think is really, really terrific uh, to have. That's it's extremely detailed. Yes, it's it's put together like a full college program. We do eight shows a year. I got ninety kids in the program, uh, forty-five juniors and forty-five seniors each year, Jeez. and. Uh, that's a lot. And, well, we divide them up into classes of 15 or so. But we want everybody to have as much. You can't study acting by just going to class. I mean, theory and exercise is one thing, but there's no deadline there. Yeah. But in the performance, you've got a whole different problem. You've sure. got to bring it, and it's going to open on October 30th, and you, it's going to be there. Right. So it puts a different kind of pressure on things. And the only way that kids can really, you know, you can tell someone how to use a, a radial arm saw. But until they put it in their hands and pull it across the wood, they don't know what it really means. Sure. Absolutely. You need the practical training. Now, I also I love that you have the technical theater program, right. which has um, classes in costume design, sound design, set design. I interview a lot of people on the technical side, stage managers, costume designers, lighting designers. Right. I think that's terrific. Um, talk a little bit about the technical theater program. Well, there's a lot of kids that come through who are no interested in stepping on stage, but right. they're good artists or they're creative or they want to do costume design. They have interest in that. Uh, and so we have um, Ben Needham, who is our um, uh, technical theater head, runs that side of the program. And um, it's amazing the stuff they're doing. This year they made a, a stop-action movie based on a... Uh, a Douglas Adams short story about a guy eating cookies in a in a subway station. No way, that's and, great. And it was his, it was just amazing. They were it, it, it they they took four thousand individual photographs to make a 
a stop-action movie, and it was just remarkable. But they learned, you know, they're, they're building our sets, they're hanging our lights, they're designing our lights. All the tech kids get a chance to stage manage or assistant stage manage. Sure. They, uh, they get a chance to design our show. We did Hamlet uh, last uh, March, and uh, we had a student designer for that who did an incredible job with the set. Um, and so they're getting a chance to seriously put their skills into practical use as well. Wow, that's that's amazing, uh, and so so important. Yeah, I mean, we always see the, the face is typically the actor, the performer, and I, I like to let people know that there are probably twenty, thirty people behind that performer. That's right. That are working to make that performance work. And you go to a movie set and you see how many people are backstage and you got one actor on stage. Right, exactly. Right. The, the support mechanism for actors in theater and in the movies and in television is uh, massive. You look at those credits at the end of a movie and see how many people were required to make that thing. Thousands. Oh. And so there's lots of work in technical theater if you're, like anything else, if you're a bit of an entrepreneur and you're, uh, you, you can market yourself without shame. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I hear that. <laughs> I understand. Guilty, big time. But um, it, it's, that's so wonderful. And I interview a lot of, of younger actors who are just coming out of, of college or school mm. and, and they're, they're starting off in New York or Chicago or L.A., and they are um, so respectful of, of the technical staff and the technical team, reverential. And I'm so glad that that respect is being taught, not just by having them do those jobs from time, so you get empathy for that, but um, also just, just understanding that it's, it's a group effort and it's a team. Without that, it's not full training. Our acting students have to take tech classes and our tech classes take acting classes. Oh wow. Because there has to be some understanding of the amount of work that's going in to make those actors on stage look good, sound good, uh, have a set that doesn't fall apart, you know. Oh absolutely. Yeah I remember as as a writer, I'm a terrible actor, but as (laughs) a writer I've taken two acting classes for the sake of empathy, mm-hmm. so that I know what I'm writing, I'm I, I have to know what they're having to deal with up there, of course, and what I can push them to deal with. And then I, I took the classes, and I'm like, oh my god, there's lines and there's movement, and there's walking, yeah. not running in here, and 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 then and then making it all look like natural and effortless. Right. It's just it's it's a system of alchemy. That's the trick, isn't it? To yeah. make it effortless and natural and I, easy and believable. I That's the tough part. And I, 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 I can't do that. So I have mad respect for people who, who absolutely can. Um, how have the students inspired you as a teacher and artistic director? How have, they, how have they affected you? Well, I'm ashamed sometimes of my own reticence to do things, and I see them willing to go and do it. I mean, if, if any, I've learned a lot teaching these kids because I've had to break things down sometimes to even more simple explanations in the beginning. And there's nothing better for an actor and a director than trying to teach, because it forces you to articulate your approach, your method, your system, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Getting to know how you work is a huge part of being a professional actor, because you're not always going to get a lovely teaching director who's going to hold your hand and take you moment by moment through the play. They're going to say, well, I cast you, you look for the role, just, you know, you're the expert, go and do it over there. And so, okay, so I've got to be able to do, so I can't just move around the stage like a marionette. I have to know what I'm doing. 
And so for all the years that I've been teaching, I've developed a, a sense of what uh, the work really is on a very uh, intimate basis with myself. Because um, I think learning to act is a lifelong project. And so working with these kids and seeing what, how available all human beings seem to be to this inbred desire and need to create and to express themselves and to be, to, to plant themselves on this planet and say, this is me and what I have to say is beautiful and important and it touches the soul of humanity. And I see that happen all the time. I'm like, geez, unbelievable. And now these kids are going off to audition for colleges and they're walking in with those skills. And uh, a lot of the colleges now say, oh, you're an academy student. Right. Good. I'm glad to hear that. And we do get a number of colleges coming to recruit, too, which is cool. That's that's great. It sounds like you ask them to be accountable for the whole experience. Don't just walk in and, and say, I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm the conduit for you. You're asking them to walk in and be prepared, make the decisions, create the environment in their mind around them, and have that... And, and, and I think that that type of confidence and, and concrete evidence in the audition room pays off big time. Yeah, yeah. And the person who thinks he's God's gift to the theater is usually not going to get much work. Oh, right, totally. I mean, it's all about who you like to work with. There's too many strange things that go on in the theater with strange people who find their way around the perimeter of things. And the people that work all the time are people that you like working with, sure. that are kind people and generous people and humble people, mm -hmm. not people who are all about me, 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 me. Because uh, if it's that, then you're not serving the play, you're not serving the world of the play, and you have no chance of transforming the audience at all. Wow. That's... it's. That's just such wonderful advice. I know I didn't ask you for advice, but <laughs> listen to that and take that as advice because that is so important. Um, it's, it's character. It's how people establish relationships with people. Right. Um, I say this all the time on my show, but when I started to have successes as a writer, I had to go to therapy because I'm that neurotic and I... I had to have therapy for success, but which I found out isn't really all that unusual. No, yeah. we all need therapy. Right. Exactly. All you young people listening, when it gets crazy, get a therapist. Exactly. There's nothing exactly. wrong with it. It'll help you. <laughs> but her, be her best piece of advice was to tell me, if you focus on the relationships and you manufacture the relationships and you nurture them, um, that's going to that's gonna take you way further than anything else. If somebody's preoccupied and they have a lot of anxiety, a lot of actors have terrible anxiety oh, sure. problems, um, the solution always is to help reach out, give to somebody else. Get your damn mind off your damn self and start helping somebody. Right. Uh, it has a huge impact on anxiety. I, I totally agree. Um, now, as an artist yourself, as well as someone who is shaping the future of our uh, theater artists, what do you think is an important direction theater overall is taking right now? Well, 
the theater itself, I think, is moving in a very positive direction. It's, I, we went through a period where it seemed like it was sort of stagnant, but we're starting to see a lot of uh, blood starting to boil with the social and political uh, world. I'd like to see, uh, we've done a lot of plays, new plays at the Academy, like we did a play called Doubt, um, John Patrick Shanley's beautiful play. I love that play. Unbelievable so play. Good. And a play that deals with things that shake up our society, you know, that poke its finger into sacred cows and, mm-hmm. you know, all about child abuse and covering up child abuse and with our new Me Too movement, plays that cope with the dignity of women. We're seeing much, much more of that starting to come across. Sure. And, and uh, I don't know, I, I kind of hope that I know that you write musicals. I do. And I I'm, I'm kind of hope that we we move, we, I think we probably are moving away from these gigantic $10 million extravaganzas on Broadway, which are fun to watch, like going to a circus, but it's not the same as going to the theater. Right. They're on opposite ends of the scale. One is meant to dazzle and, and surprise, and the other is meant to uh, make you thoughtful and introspective and think about your place on the planet, and uh, I, I like plays like that. I mean, I love, I have a predilection, I'm sort of an old school kind of guy, because I cut my teeth on Chekhov and Ibsen and Shakespeare and O'Neill and Miller and Williams, and so I'm sort of an old fogey, but I keep looking for the new plays, and some of my favorite experiences in the theater were doing, back in the 70s, doing a play like Streamers by David Rabe, which just rips the guts out of somebody, and, uh, uh, well, like Doubt, and, uh, um, oh, I love Christopher Durang's um, uh, Vanya, Sonia, Masha, and Spike, uh, which is just terrific. And so. I love the power of storytelling in, um, in Pillow Man um, by Martin McDonough. Um, and I think, you know, along with all that classical theater, is this wonderful dysfunctional family plays like uh, August Osage County, uh, which is <laughs> just... That play is so great. It's amazing. I, I don't think I can do it at the Academy. I, I think the language might stop me. We're pretty... Free to go places where most high schools can't go. Sure, um, uh, we don't really have a censorship problem, but that's also because we are uh, cognizant of you know what's appropriate. Um, but I, when I came to the academy, somebody told me, "Oh, you got to really be careful because when we were doing a, a pajama game, the, the parents were upset because they were wearing pajamas." And I said, "Well, okay, wow." Uh, but that <laughs> never ever occurred, and I've done. I've done some really hard-hitting stuff, and uh, we've done lots of Shakespeare and lots of Chekhov, and uh, you know we've done the Crucible, of course. And uh, over the last ten years, we've done over eighty productions, and we mine the best of classical and modern theater because I want these kids. The only way the kids can really learn how to do uh, a new play is to have a classical repertoire in their background. If you can do Chekhov, you can do anything in the modern theater because you understand the mechanics of what makes uh, an actor, a character live on the stage by existing in a world that is their own, that is mo- that is belongs to them, and it's like looking, it's like the audience has to look through a peephole. Like, you see a guy walking, you're walking down the street, you see a guy looking through a hole in the fence, and you go, What's, I want to I see what that is. So it was what, what acting is like. It's like, never mind you guys in the audience, I'm, I'm doing something here. And if you're interested, watch, go ahead. If you don't, ah, go home, I don't care. That's a great analogy. It's just looking we, through a hole in a fan. I love it. And so Stanislavski said he liked to think that the audience didn't think, oh, I'm going to go to the theater night. They would say, I want to go have dinner with the Prizorovs and, and the Three Sisters. You know, and so there was this sense that um, 
that the naturalism that he was developing, uh, which was pretty new at the time, uh, was a whole different approach to acting. Of course, now everybody's influenced by Chekhov in all of our movies. Everything is naturalism and realism, except for, you know, some of the... Like, I, I think, um, um, like, War Horse. Did you see that play? I loved it. Oh, because it's so theatrical, and the, we don't make we don't try to pretend that there's really a horse on stage. So we go, these are actors, and this is a leather puppet, and we're going to move them around. But after two minutes, you completely forget that that's there, and it, there's a you get pulled up out of your seats and into a world that is uh, it, it, theatricality brings life up to an incredible height. And not only that, the play is about man's relationship with animals and the horror of war. So you put all those together and you got an unbelievable play. Oh my gosh. That scene with the barbed wire. I, 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 I was just talking about this with a friend earlier that I think that some of the best theater creates a, a psychology in the audience. Yeah. It's making them think a certain way. Yeah. It's, it's, it's conditioning them while they're sitting there. And I just remember thinking that play did not let go mm-hmm. until like the last 10 seconds. It was like, I felt like I was being slammed against the wall and loving it over and over and over again. I, I thought it was fun. The play experience is a thousand times better than the movie. Oh, yeah. The movie was nice, but it was more like fury. The, 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 this, that, that going to that is very sophisticated Brechtian kind of theater, which is very much... We're not going to hide anything from you. We're not going to put a pretty backdrop up and say you're in you're in uh, in France. You're, we're going to we're going to with our skills as actors and acrobats and and performers, we're going to create a world in front of you like a like magic. And it's exactly what it's like. It's like watching a magic trick that you can't believe. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That was directed by Marianne Elliott, I believe, in uh, from London, and then she brought it to New York. And she also directed. Um, uh, Curious Incident of the Dog in yeah. Time, which was very, very much the same. Right, very much. There's a, there's a lot of movement uh, in in her in her uh, work. Also, she directed the uh, current uh, production of Angels in America, which is which was a lot like it too. Yeah, well, Angels in America is another brilliant, brilliant play. Oh yeah, that uh, it uses so, it stretches all the limits of theatricality and sure. and humanity. Right. I mean, it's so. I mean, the pain in that play just reaches out and grabs you by the heart and messes with it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, it, it rings you out big yeah, time. It does, very much. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's one of those, it's like August Osage County, which was like four hours long and it just, just flies by. I know. You know, I've seen shorter plays that have felt a lot longer. Oh, well, listen, I don't, I've never cared about the length of a play as long as what's happening on the stage is moving us. I can see a 90-minute play and want to get out of there after 10 minutes. Right. But you can sit through four hours of a great performance and, and want it never to end. Sure. I don't want... I want to sit, go to the theater where I sit there and the curtains come down and I... Like when I read Lord of the Rings. I read all three of those books. I didn't want it to end. Where's my... I want to know more. Wow. I want the theater to do that to me, too. 
And that's what we try to train the kids to get, is that if you will share as much of yourself as possible and commit to the world of the play and, and serve the playwright's genius, you will do that. But if you just get up there and show everybody your pretty ankles and your pretty face and, uh, or walk mechanically across the stage and speak your lines with well-rounded syllables, uh, nobody cares. Yeah, it'll leave them flat. Yeah. I, I, yeah. They are wonderful technical actors, but they can't ever reach into the heart. They can dazzle, but they can't move. Absolutely. You, you can tell when it's all there. Yep. You really can. And, and, uh, and not just a, a theater professional, just a, a general audience member. Maybe they can't identify why it's not all there, but they're not connecting. Right. They're not connecting at right. all. Now, now, I feel like you've given us so many gems to take away from this, but do you have any further words of encouragement for our up-and-coming theater artists? I mean, you've given us so much, I feel like it's redundant, but you have one more? Uh, yeah. Or two more? I more? think, um, first of all, if somebody has talent, you have to start with that. Mm -hmm. If you don't have talent, we, we can't help you, but if you have talent, you can move from being a, uh, a reasonably good actor to a very, very good actor. And if you want to, and you stick with it, you can work in the theater. Don't make Broadway your ultimate goal. It'd be nice if you can stop there along the way. Sure. But it doesn't happen to very many people. But you can work all over this country. This is a very rich country full of theater. And with Netflix and, and with, uh, with the cable movies, there's 400 projects going on at any time. And they need actors. And they need new actors. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do it, learn the rules of the game in terms of getting the job. That's marketing yourself. And then and don't give up. And if you get rejected 10 times, each time you get rejected, just go, next, and right. let it go. Yeah. The real goal for an actor, I think, is you should have one goal, and that is to spend the rest of your life mastering your craft, because you never will, and it's like the you know a, the, the, a man's reach must exceed his grasp, or what's a heaven for? That's what has to happen to artists. I'm never going to get there, but I, 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 I can always work on getting better. Sure. And that's, and I'm always succeeding in my business then. It, you don't have to be on Broadway to be a, a great actor. The road to Chekhov is just as far in Cleveland as it is in New York City. Well, that's, that's, that's terrific. That's, I, I love that. And it's true. It reminds me of a story where um, my, my husband is an actor, and at one point he was talking to his mom on the phone. He's like, well, I'm taking an acting class with, you know, at, at HP Studio in, in New York. And she's like, why are you going to class? You already know how to yeah, be an actor. You know everything, right. right? <laughs> it's, it's, well, but see, that's he's, he's doing exactly what serious actors do. They either, sure. You either have to be working... And if you're not working, you need to be training. Right. And if you're not training, you need to be reading plays. And if you're not reading plays, you need to be seeing plays. You need to know what's out there. You need to constantly keep your body and your mind active on your craft. The craft is the center, not your career. The people who put craft as center will always be successful. Wow. Terrific. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Now, before I let you go, 
Is there any social media information you'd like to share with the audience? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, if people happen to be coming by Cleveland, um, we have um, a website which tells what's going on. It's uh, chagrinacademy.org. Mm -hmm. uh, we're about to open uh, in two weeks uh, that great uh, play, Peter and the Star Catcher. Love that uh, it's a, And it just runs for a weekend, uh, May 4th, 5th, 6th, or through 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the last show of our, of our 10th anniversary season. Um, next year... For people who might be hearing this in our area, we are we're opening a season next year with Young Frankenstein, the musical, which is the greatest thing. Um, but we're doing it in conjunction with the tech kids are building a haunted house right across the street. I mean, a really scary haunted house. We got a guy coming in to observe, I mean, to to direct it, who's done haunted houses all over Cleveland, and so he's bringing. Is bringing it all, and it's going to be. We have what we call dial a scare, where if you're a one year old, you can get a one scare, but if you really don't want to have things held back, you get to go to a ten scare, and then we'll scare the bejesus out of you. Wow, I, I would have to be, you know, like a two, a two <laughs> or a one with a one year. Well, if you're holding hands. So the theory is that they'll come to the haunted house and then go across the driveway and see young Frankenstein, or vice versa. Wow, it's a great show. I saw it on Broadway. Howled. Howling. Uh, just it's the funniest show ever. And a great movie. It's my, my father-in-law's oh, yeah, uh, favorite movie. Um, that's that's so cool. It's it's interactive. And then they have a theater experience. That's amazing. You guys are really, really doing it right. I think that's amazing. I might have to come back for that. Well, so. I, I would love to have you. And you just have to call me and I'll make sure that you get in. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, yeah, I heard a lot last night at a mixer about Halloween here in Chagrin. Well, Hall. yes, and they you have. You guys, apparently, you do it up out here. Well, they, they do this thing which is theoretically illegal, but everybody, the cops just let it happen. There's this pumpkin roll. There's a big hill in Chagrin Falls, and kids go and steal pumpkins off of porches and throw them down this hill until the whole hill is filled with smashed pumpkins, and then they slide down it on sleds and, and little round what are those things are called? Uh, and people are always going to the hospital and being, getting broken legs, but mostly they're just having fun. <laughs> wow. I heard a lot about that last night. Yeah. No, it's my, the, the pumpkin sliding. That's, that's very cool. Um, well, Tom, this has been delightful. Thank you. I've enjoyed myself completely. Well, good, good. I'm glad. Um, so much wonderful information and, um, and lessons, and it's, it's just it's really nice to hear uh, from uh, an educator always because it's, it's, it's just it's so valuable and um, I'm, I've just had such a wonderful time thank you me too in, in your city and, and interviewing you so anyways thank you for being with us Tom Fulton of the Academy for Performing Arts just so amazing onward that, exactly That's <laughs> on, onward and, and always keep learning right <laughs> right exactly. knowledge is power <laughs> indeed well, folks, the proverbial 11 o'clock number has been sung and the vows have been taken, so it's time to lower the curtain. For complete information on the Academy for the Performing Arts, please visit their website at, as Tom said, chagrinacademy.org. And do take note, as Tom said also, that they do have a production of Peter and the Starcatcher. Great show. I saw it at the Pantages. It's so creative and 
lots of opportunities for the technical uh, students as well. Um, that's uh, coming up from May 3rd to May 6th. Go see it. It's, it's just such a fun show. As far as uh, me, uh, you can find more episodes of Your Program Is Your Ticket at facebook.com backslash your program is your ticket. I'm on Twitter at, at program ticket. The website is yourprogramisyourticket.com. How convenient is that? I'm on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, rate me and write me a review. Subscribe. That all helps me with my profile, and I appreciate it. Folks, take a little time to see a show this week, and don't forget to give a smaller show some love. There's lots of theater gems out there. Until our next show, good night, theater people, and curtain. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.